What's good, everybody? This is Currency with Chris and Ian. We're back for episode three. And this episode, we're going to talk about something that maybe not a lot of people really understand. And we did a lot of research on this, cryptocurrency. Mm-hmm. So before we define it, we're going to do our game. And since we're talking about cryptocurrency, and the, w- the most well-known crypto is Bitcoin, we're going to flip a coin to see who does the definition. All right, should I flip first? Wait, wait, wait. wait. How, <laughs> how are we going to flip a coin and find no, who I'll just, first? Okay, I'll, first one to get heads. No, no, no. I'll, I choose tails. What? And, That's so boring. And then heads or tails. All right, I get heads. Oh, shit. Oh, it doesn't count. I dropped it. It's heads. All right. Your definition. I don't have a definition. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Why are you playing a game? Let me read yours. Oh, good. Is go that ahead. not how we're doing it? Yeah, right. go ahead. Definition. Here we go. Let's see. All right. A cryptocurrency is a digital or virtual currency designed to work as a medium of exchange. Uses for crypt- uses cryptography to secure and verify trans- transactions, which is uh, crypt- cryptography is like a form of encrypting messages. That right. Yeah. So it goes from plain text to uh, I think cipher text, and mm-hmm. then back to plain text. Mm-hmm. Uh, you. Ha- it says um, it's a method of, uh, a method for storing and transmitting data in a particular form. So only those who are, are only those that are intended to read it and process it can read it. So it sends as this code, and then your computer has uh, has the formula to decode it, and then you, you can read the, the, the whatever the text is supposed to be. Yep. Um, and then that's a defining feature of cryptocurrency because it's how the ledger keeps track of how people are or what what people are trying to are transacting with who. Mm-hmm. So, following course with our our normal layout here. I have my weekly timeline, so uh, I went back and I looked at the timeline of cryptocurrency, um, and this goes all the way back to the, ni- the 1990s, which was, there was this big craze of the decentralization of currency, and everyone was kind of like anti-government around back then. So in 1989, DigiCash, which was created by David Chaum, how I, I think that's how it's pronounced, uh, he was a guy that really hated the idea of central government, and he didn't want them tracing his transactions, basically. Um, so there were a lot of attempts. DigiCash was the only one that really survived. Uh, a lot of the other ones failed because of a, either lack of interest or uh, there's a lot of criminal uses for these kinds of currencies because if the government can't track you, they don't know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that kind of brought a lot down. <clears throat> then the next kind of big step in cryptocurrencies was in 2008 when Satoshi Nakamoto, which is not a real name, it's a, a, su- uh, a fake name for this guy, who filed white papers, which is basically a statement saying, I'm going to create this currency, which was Bitcoin. Also, uh, it's unknown if it's just one person or if it's a group of programmers. Yeah, it's it's just... But it's it's kind of just a code for that group of people who wanted mm-hmm. to start Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. Um, so after it's created in 2008, 2009, the first transaction was actually made on Bitcoin, and the first, bu- uh, the first mining team was created, which was the creator and, and all of his coworkers. Um, then the following year in 2010... The Bitcoin market was opened, and the first real world real world transaction was was used used Bitcoin, and that transaction was kind of interesting. It was two pizzas, and if you were to take that value today, it'd be one hundred thirty six million nine hundred eighty dollars. That's some expensive pizzas. That is some very expensive. It's probably pizza. Papa John's. It was Papa John's. <laughs> it was probably Domino's. <laughs> Actually, I remember reading what it was. But I don't remember. It I was deep dish Chicago pizza. No, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> So let's 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 skip that. Uh, <laughs> and then again later in 2010, uh, Mount Gox and Mount uh, G O X um, was established. I'll come back to that a little later. 
Um, and then also in 2010, there was an exploit of the coin where 184 billion coins were created. This guy saw a flaw in the code, did a transaction with negative and positive numbers in a certain order, and he ended up creating all his Bitcoin for himself. Uh, then in 2011, there were, there were reports of coins being stolen, a total of 25,000. Then in November 2011, Bitcoin reached a market cap of $1 million, which is kind of a big milestone for any any asset. Then 2013, MasterCoin is created, um, which is one of the first initial coin offerings following Bitcoin. Uh, then again in 2015, Ethereum files for their white papers. Um, Ethereum basically changes the ICO game, making it easier for a coin to go public. So I think it, uh, something that people don't understand is that Ethereum and Bitcoin aren't necessarily the same thing. Mm-hmm. Ethereum is a platform where you can build coins, where Bitcoin is a physical coin. So Ethereum, the, the goal of Ethereum is to have a more secure, faster network to do these transactions on, and then you can build other coins, other currencies on it. The way I, I kind of think of it is that Ethereum is like a central bank, and all these coins are different currencies going through it. Um, then 2016, <coughs> the DAO, the Decentralized Autonomous Organization, was a vent- is a venture capital firm that focuses on decentralizing um, of, of currency is hacked, and they lost approximately $70 million worth of Ethereum for its investors. Uh, then at the end of 2016, the top seven coins all spiked in value. And then 2017, we had the, the, the coin craze, as people call it, and now we're at where we're at today. That was a lot of information. Do you want to break down what a coin is? All right. So, okay. So, oh, actually, time out. Yeah. Before I go on to that, uh, another stat. It, there, in 2017, there were 427 ICOs at approx- that were valued at approximately $12.7 million. And this year, there are 56 pending or launched so far in 2018. And this is uh, as of two weeks ago was when I looked at that. Stat. ICOs? Yeah, initial coin offerings. And is that of different kinds of cryptos or is that just Bitcoin? It's a different kind of crypto. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I can actually talk about just the types of cryptocurrency, the popular ones today. Mm-hmm. Just a quick list. So Bitcoin, Ethereum. There's also uh, Bitcoin Cash, Ripple, Litecoin, Dash, NEO, NEM, Monero, Ethereum Classic, IOTA, QTUM. So if you hear anything uh, related to that, those are types of cryptocurrency. Now, um, so I think first how it all started, what was the purpose of of Bitcoin? And I read that uh, so that Satoshi Nakamoto, what they wanted to do was create a, I think you might have read this, but peer-to-peer mm-hmm. version of uh, electronic cash, mm-hmm. which meant it was a type of online payment directly from one party to another without any type of central authority or mm-hmm. financial institution. That's the idea of decentralization that they mm-hmm. wanted to, want to follow. And so... Oh man, how, how, how this works? It's really complicated, huh? It's yeah, it's really hard to wrap your mind around. But all right, so so just explain what mining is. You think that's how we we should start? Uh, I I don't know where to start, but I think mining is probably a, a good place. Okay, for sure. So miners, uh, they're sort of uh, the bookkeepers. Mm-hmm. For for uh, for cryptocurrency, um, and so what they do is uh, once a transaction between two people are made, mm-hmm. uh, these miners they have to go through this 
uh, like a cryptographic puzzle, mm-hmm. and they have to um, to solve the puzzle. They, yeah, they basically have to solve the puzzle, and when they do that, then uh, the tr- the transaction becomes finalized. These miners receive a reward for doing that, and they also get a transaction fee. That's how they make money, mm-hmm. and that's how this whole blockchain stays uh, decentralized, right? Mm-hmm. Because you have all these people, all these participants who have to do their job, and there's no one big authority that's in charge of everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone everyone is responsible for everyone else's transactions. So if something that s- someone views as illegitimate is going through, they can block it. It's also kind of important to mention that these aren't, like, when we say miners, we're not referring to actual people. Yeah. There's no one actually sitting there <laughs> playing this, like, massive Sudoku puzzle to try to make however much money. Uh, you actually have to have, like, some pretty heavy-duty computer power to do this. Um, and one stat that I actually just was looking at, looking at before, uh, MarketWatch had an article about how much it actually costs to mine Bitcoin. Um, it was, like, $4,500-ish to mine a single Bitcoin. And the amount of power, uh, the amount of total energy globally that we are currently using to mine Bitcoin is equal to the entire uh, energy output of the country of Denmark, which is approximately 5.6 million people. That's yeah, that's crazy. So I thought that was kind of crazy. And another another interesting thing uh, is that a lot of these people that are mining Bitcoin are moving to more energy efficient regions of the world mm. because the energy is cheaper, and they think that if they're using all this extra energy, they don't want to be paying these insane electric bills that they're getting. Right, and since so um, since a lot of Bitcoin have been found already, and now it's getting harder and harder to mine new Bitcoin, then they need to use even more energy and higher technology. So that's probably another reason why, since mm-hmm. now it requires way more than it did before. Mm-hmm. They, um, they need cheaper alternatives to, uh, to fossil fuels. Yeah, definitely. Plus uh, now, so initially, when you... Um, when Bitcoin first created the reward for mining a Bitcoin, you get uh, 50 Bitcoins. Mm-hmm. And now it's, uh, it says it's at 12.5. So the reward has also gone down and the difficulty has gone up. So mm-hmm. there's just a lot of contributing factors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think now, you, now we kind of understand how they're created and how we mine them. But then what is this idea of, of the blockchain? I know it did make news today. I, I was watching the news uh, that... There was th- there's this whole problem with romaine lettuce going around where there's the E. coli outbreak. Um, and one of the solutions proposed, by I think it was the Walmart CEO, said that if we had blockchain to determine where all this, uh, where all this romaine lettuce was coming from, mm. we'd be able to track it back to the exact farm and the exact crop that it came out of. And we wouldn't have to say, no one eat romaine lettuce until we figure out well, what the hell happened here. So I, I think you might have a better idea of what a blockchain is if you want to. Yes, yeah, We can of. both kind of try to explain yeah, yeah. this. So, I mean, uh, what I got from it is basically it's like, a a huge public ledger mm-hmm. and so it it will have all the transactions from all over the world and it has all the information you need to be able to track uh where it came from so mm-hmm. it's uh based on ip numbers or something i'm not really sure mm-hmm. so ev- like every time you'd make a transaction uh, well just like a basic example so say you're just standing in a group of people and you're holding a piece of paper and you write your name on that piece of paper you hand it to the next person, and that be like the transaction kind of. They write their name on it, and it keeps track of where the Bitcoin has gone, where it's going, mm. all that kind of stuff. Okay. So, so I see how that would have been helpful with the Romaine letters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it <laughs> <laughs> would have been helpful. And they're also they also there's also a lot other commercial uses for it. There's a lot of other companies exploring this op- this uh, this blockchain technology, which is kind of uh, kind 
kind of inflated a couple of companies. If you remember, uh, uh, what was that company called? Um, the Ice, Long Island Long Island oh, Blockchain Long, Long blockchain. Island Ice Tea Long Island Ice Tea. Yeah, they changed their name to Long Blockchain. For oh, a day that's and right. Their stock I remember. Price jumped up. <laughs> so everyone's trying to just ride this blockchain wave. Mm-hmm. And so um, I think I want to talk about how I'm not sure really if the crypto has been used a lot in in everyday use. I think we talked about this earlier. Mm-hmm. How some some online marketers or just online stores have have been trying to uh, allow the use of Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, more people are accepting it. Mm-hmm. I, I always see those Facebook ads. They're like, I bought a Lamborghini using yeah. Bitcoin. Find out how <laughs> I did it. <laughs> no, but yeah, I think at least for me, the biggest underlying issue of of this crypt of all this cryptocurrency is one. I don't think I fully understand it, but two, the whole idea of it was to decentralize currency and to use it as a unit of exchange, mm-hmm. and people are now using it as an investment tool. Yeah, which I don't. I think we have to kind of separate that out and use it and if get back to its core purpose of a currency and use this blockchain for something like just explore the blockchain technology for something for a better purpose instead of just using it as this quick investing tool. Because there's really, I don't know what behind it, but I, it's just FOMO, fear of missing out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the uh, the market for, for crypto fluctuates a lot and like we said there's there's nothing kind of there's nothing behind it mm-hmm. and it's it's super risky also it's a it's a super risky investment mm-hmm. uh we saw just this past year how how the price went up super high and then all of a sudden it crashed so we don't really know where it's coming from their market value is just crazy yeah it i'm i just pulled up the uh the chart of bitcoin and it's at about $9,200 today uh, but the other thing that I find kind of odd about it, it's basically like trading uh, like foreign currency. It's tr- basically like chain, uh, trading foreign currency. So it's like it's like ch- converting your money to the euro, and then the euro goes up a little bit, and you convert it back to the U.S. dollar. It's just it's traded all twenty four hours a day, mm. and people are treating it like a stock. Yeah, they're trying to do it so they can just make quick money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think, and I, w- I don't think that that's necessarily the purpose of it. Yeah, well, I mean, originally it was not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, also, at least when we first started talking about doing this episode, before we took our this little week break, which is kind of <laughs> we didn't mean to, but uh, the Fed was talking about, and other banking institutions were talking about regulating Bitcoin and uh, and putting some uh, putting like investigating it to see what like how they can use it and regulate it and kind of prevent some of this not illegal activity, but like very risky activity from going on. Because mm. I feel like people. Some people who who don't know that much about it, they'll just start investing in it, trying to make money, and then they could end up just totally messing up. Yeah, you could just use, lose your life savings. Yeah. In Bitcoin. I remember when when it was first the when the f- the price was first exploding, there was uh, a news article where this guy I don't remember where it was, but he <laughs> he was selling um Chuck, Chuck E. Cheese, cheese coins. Chuck E. Cheese coins. <laughs> and people thought it actually was a Bitcoin, and he made mm-hmm. a bunch of money. But he did mm-hmm. go to jail, so. Yeah. Uh, well, there's just an example of <laughs> the dangers of this. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you don't know what's going on, if you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. A lot of people are just uh, confused about what's going on. Another thing, I've seen a lot of articles that have been like, oh, I was talking to like, my taxi driver, and he was talking about Bitcoin. I was talking to like, a bellhop, and he was talking about Bitcoin. So like, everyone kind of got on this trend before it kind of kind of crashed, if you want to say what mm. you want us to call it. They did, yeah. So, uh, 
anything else? Any other final thoughts? Uh, I have a couple more statistics I can throw out there. but Go ahead. Stats up. All right. So uh, to give you an idea of how efficient these, th- these transactions are on the blockchain and on Bitcoin, so Visa, the, the credit card, uh, they can process 24,000 transactions in a second. Ripple, which is the next most efficient form of blockchain, I guess, or something, is 1,500 transactions per second. Below that, PayPal is 193 per second. Bitcoin Cash is 60 per second. Litecoin is 56 per second. Dash, which was another (laughs) currency you mentioned, is 48 transactions per second. Ethereum is 20 per second, and Bitcoin is 7 per second. So the scale, uh, so even the most efficient form of this blockchain that's being used right now is one twenty second as as they can do at like twenty they can do twenty two times less transactions per second than what we currently have with with Visa the the only you're you're paying for the speed and you're paying for the security of the transaction you're not necessarily and I'm not I'm sorry you're not paying for the speed you're basically paying for the security of the transaction which is decentralized where Visa is a centralized company. Mm. Anything else? That's all I have. That's all we got. Oh, actually, there was something. Um, so originally, there was supposed to be just a total of 21 million mm-hmm. Bitcoin. And as of November 2017, there's about almost 17,000 that have been mined. Million. 17, yeah, sorry, 17 million that have been mined. So if you have a, so go find you super, a <laughs> super good computer, go mine up. <laughs> You, you you talked about the payouts already, correct? Where yeah, so miners get rewarded, mm-hmm. and there's a transaction fee. Mm-hmm. So, well, that's all we got uh, mm-hmm. for cryptocurrency for this week. Currency. This has been currency. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, again, we'll appreciate uh, any feedback. Listen to us in SoundCloud or iTunes, and we'll see you all next week. <laughs>